You tuned in to the Coach Onamdi Show on WMU 88.5. Welcome. Later in the broadcast, it's Kojo for Kids with Police Officer Anna Hester. But first, we're checking in with local community colleges to hear how they've been fearing throughout the pandemic and what they're doing to stay competitive this spring semester. Joining me now is Dr. Marilyn Hamilton, Dean of Academic Affairs at the University of the District of Columbia Community College, also known as UDCCC. Dr. Hamilton, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, Listeners likely know the University of the District of Columbia, UDC, but they might not know much about the school's community college. Tell us a little about this branch of UDC. Well, the University of the District of Columbia, as you know, is the only public historically black urban-focused land-grant university in the nation's capital. University of the District of Columbia Community College, or UDC as we're often called, is a branch campus of the university. UDCCC opened in the fall of 2009 and is is comprised of three units. We have the Office of Academic Affairs, of which I am the dean, offering credit-bearing associate degree and certificate programs in early child education, nursing, mortuary science, liberal studies, computer science, architecture, and aviation maintenance. We also have the non-credit portion of the house, which is the workforce development and lifelong learning, which provides uh, job and professional training to help students meet the skills in, of that local employers need today. And I don't know if you are aware, Kojo, that the, the students who go to the workforce development and lifelong pro- program, and if they're a district resident, that's at no cost to them. Then oh. we have, yes, yes, it's at no cost. Okay, go to, ahead. To those people. Mm-hmm. Then we have the continuing education program uh, for persons who wish to enhance their current job skills, and they receive CEUs. We currently have over a thousand online courses of all types in this in this particular unit. So that's a little bit in a nutshell of what the of what UDCCC has to offer. Tell us a little bit more about UDC itself. Is UDC, for those of our listeners who may not know, the equivalent of a state school for residents? Well, you can call it that. You can refer to it as that. Uh, most of the it's it's really a very affordable option for the for residents and for students living in Maryland and Virginia as well. Okay. Um, with the onset of the pandemic, the assumption was that community colleges would see a boost in enrollment as college students prioritize staying closer to home and saving money. But instead, nationwide community colleges are seeing a decrease in enrollment of about 10%. Do you know why that is? And what did, the, did this decrease look like at your school? Well, when we overall, the university um, experienced a decrease in enrollment at the community college specifically, we, we saw a decrease in enrollment of about 15%. But remember, we are a small school and we don't have as many program offerings as some of the bigger schools. You know, Kojo, I thought that we were going to see a rise in enrollment. Um, yeah. we, I, I was hearing from some of the high school counselors, I hope you all are ready uh, and being prepared, because a lot of parents did not want to send their children away to school in a pandemic. But I believe there is a combination of a number of things. I think students decided that they just wanted to take a gap year. They were also faced with certain financial issues or, or challenges. 
for example, uh, they might have might have had to go out to work as their parents lost jobs or got reassigned to other jobs that weren't paying as, um, as much as they were. Uh, the other thing is that we went to what we call emergency remote, remote instruction, which required a lot of students to uh, have, a, have access to the technologies, laptops and various things that they would need, including broadband um, access as well. And for, for, for some students, that posed quite a bit of a challenge. So it was a number of things. The university really rallied to overcome some of these by providing uh, laptops to our first time in college students, as well as loaner laptops to the continuing students as well. Joining us now is Dr. Ann Kress, president of the Northern Virginia Community College, also known as NOVA. Dr. Kress, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Good afternoon. Tell us a little bit about NOVA. It's part of a larger system across the Commonwealth, but where are your campuses? Sure. So Northern Virginia Community College, or NOVA, has six campuses spread out across Northern Virginia. Uh, we have campuses in Alexandria and Annandale and Loudoun and Manassas. We also have one in Woodbridge, and we have a standalone medical education campus in Springfield, Virginia. And we have about 70,000 students across all of those six campuses. We also have a very vibrant, and especially vibrant right now, online presence, where in any one year we might have 12,000 students enrolled in our NOVA online programs. When this pandemic hit, what did you think would happen to enrollment numbers, and what ended up actually happening? Sure. Well, I've been working in community colleges my whole career, and the typical wisdom is that when there's an an economic downturn, that more students will come to community colleges for all sorts of reasons. And but we, I think we all knew that this was not the typical downturn. So we were very uncertain about what would happen, um, even during the spring semester when we went remote at Nova. But beginning with summer, we actually saw enrollment start to increase. When we went into fall, we saw our enrollment increase a couple points. And then this spring, we're flat, maybe a little bit up, maybe less than 1% up for spring. So we are really running contrary to what you're typically seeing across the country at community colleges. Um, what, what do you think this all means? Well, I think it means a number of things. One is when we pick up the enrollment numbers and we look um, below that top line, we see that there are very strong enrollments in what we think of as our career pathway programs. So I think, you know, to some of the points earlier, we see students coming because they see the opportunity for them in the economy that was pre-pandemic disappearing, and they really need those new career pathways. So I do think that's one bright spot for community colleges across the spectrum, regardless of where enrollment is, that real opportunity to help students. The other thing, though, that I'll mention that is of great concern, and it's not just at NOVA or at UDCCC, but it's across the country, is that we see a lot of students who are graduating seniors not going directly to college. And and I appreciate the comments about a gap year, but I have also, as I said, worked in community colleges my whole life. And most of our students don't take gap years. If they don't start in college right away, they are less likely to ever start before. So we have really redoubled our efforts in reaching out and having programs specifically designed to help students see how they can find an affordable education at NOVA. Let's go to Dave in Herndon, Virginia. Dave, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. 
Got a question for you. And first, in the honors of late Dr. Alan Wilkins, that was my mentor. I came out in 86. Okay. I want to ask you, do the teachers or professors at UDC only teach at UDC, or do they teach at Georgetown and Howard as well? Dr. Hamilton. Yes, they do. We have teachers that come from a wide variety of backgrounds who teach it across the across the district, Maryland and Virginia. Okay, thank you very much for your call, Dave. Let's go now to Troy in Washington, D.C. Troy, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hello and good afternoon, everybody. Uh, I'm actually a college graduate, but I am interested in going back to college to learn the math that I did not pay attention to in high school or my first year to college. Would you guys consider putting together an associate in mathematics at UDC? Thank you. Marilyn Hamilton? Oh, yes. We plan to do that. In fact, we have a proposal that we're looking at that we're developing. Uh, it's the AA, the associate degree in mathematics. We have been okay. talking about that for, for some time now. Thank you very much for your call. Um, Dr. Cress, I'll start with you on this one. Um, has the pandemic affected what students are choosing to study? Absolutely. What we're seeing really, I think, are two tracks. One is that we're seeing more students who might be intending to transfer to a university in the future, starting at NOVA, um, picking up those general education transfer courses, especially at a moment when maybe the university they were thinking of attending is largely remote. So it makes more sense to stay home, save some money, get those credits under their belt and move forward. We're also seeing huge enrollment increases in our IT programs. Certainly everything that we're doing, including this interview today, um, <laughs> relies on technology. And so NOVA has um, incredibly strong information technology programs. In fact, Northern Virginia Community College is the nation's largest producer of IT associate graduates. We're seeing growth in those programs. And then I think because of everything that we're seeing with the pandemic, we're seeing a huge increase in applications to for medical programs, whether it's nursing or occupational therapy or medical laboratory technology, we see people really drawn to the vocation that speaks to their passion to help others. So those are some of the growth areas we're seeing. Same question to you, Dr. Hamilton, the pandemic. Is it affecting what students are choosing to study? I think at NOVA and at UDCCC, we are seeing the same things. I think as the a nation moves to requiring a skilled and technical workforce, we are seeing an uptick in the number of students who are choosing computer science, information technology, uh, nursing, respiratory therapy, and, and mortuary science, which we have. The, the, the nursing program and the respiratory therapy program becoming more and more attractive. Our students are being made aware of what nurses see, what nurses are doing and what respiratory therapists are doing. So yes, we have seen an uptick in, in, in enrollment in those areas. Here now is Mariana in, Mariana in DuPont Circle. Mariana, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi, thank you, Kojo. Uh, I, my name is Mariana, and I am a current University of the District of Columbia main campus student, but um, transferred in from the Nova Community College. I think something that is very important to me as being a part of UDC community is recognizing um, the role that the school plays as the only public um, institution 
it's it gives an opportunity um, for those who otherwise would have you know education could be very cost prohibitive and so um, it's a it's a wonderful option for us but I also am really proud to come from the legacy that the institution comes from which was originally um, founded in okay. 1851 as the Mertilla Minor School for Colored Girls sure. and that focus on community and affordability and ensuring Con- that there's a thriving middle class is really important. Thank you very much for your call. We're going to have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation checking in on local community colleges. I'm Kojo Nandi. Hi, it's Diane. The next meeting of my book club is on Wednesday, May 31st at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll host a discussion of Mad Honey by Jody Pico and Jennifer Finney Boylan, followed by a conversation with the authors. Find out more and register at dianereem.org slash book club. Welcome back. We're checking in on local community colleges. We're talking with Dr. Ann Cress, president of the Northern Virginia Community College, known as NOVA, and Dr. Marilyn Hamilton is dean of academic affairs at the University of the District of Columbia Community College, also known as UDCCC. Um, Dr. Hamilton, amid the pandemic, people are rethinking jobs and career paths. What is the UDC Community College doing to remain competitive this semester and beyond? So one of the things that, as I said before, we're focusing on is this uh, the information technology track and then really making efforts to improve that. Beginning in our, in our workforce development program, we have partnered with Generations to offer a certificate in cloud computing and junior web development. And again, I want to emphasize that Persons who are residents of the District of Columbia can enter those programs and we will pay for, I mean, not we will pay, it's at no, it's at no cost to them and we will also pay for them to sit for the certificate exam. Using that, they can transfer into a credit-bearing program and, and again, it's very affordable. We have six uh, information technology emphases that we're going to have, and one of and uh, uh, we're going to do Cisco, Linux, uh, cybersecurity, Amazon Web Web Services, Network Server, and uh, other cloud-based computing platforms, which which, which includes iOS Swift. So we're upticking the uh, technology offerings that we're having. We're also lo- looking to increase the number of of um, of nurses and respiratory therapists in the area and mortuary science majors. So we're working on those programs as well. And Dr. Kress, what kind of help has NOVA received to support education amidst the pandemic? Has there been federal, state, or private funding available to you during this period? Sure. The answer is actually all three. Um, so I'll just oh. highlight a few programs that your listeners might be interested in. One is that Virginia for Virginia residents is offering what's called the Reemploying Virginians program or REV for short. And anyone who's listening who wants any information can just email NOVA, REV, N-O-V-A, R-E-V 
at nvcc.edu for more information. But the REV program provides the full tuition for students who are entering into workforce fields, including some of the ones that I've already talked about in computer science information technology, some health programs, um, both credit and non-credit. So that program is out there, and individuals can get up to $3,000 in tuition costs. There's also the opportunity to qualify for, obviously, basic state aid um, that Virginia students can get, but also a new program that we'll be launching with Bank of America that um, Bank of America provided a grant to NOVA to provide opportunities to enter into career pathways with students who are underrepresented in those pathways right now, especially students of color. So um, be on the lookout for that. Again, some tuition benefits and other benefits, um, including coaching for students who are entering into those fields. And then thanks to the federal stimulus dollars, and I'm sure the same is true for UDCC, that um, NOVA is able to offer students emergency aid grants. So a student who might be facing challenges, whether paying for internet, paying for um, just the cost of living due to the pandemic, can qualify for um, CARES Act emergency dollars and soon CARISA um, Act emergency dollars that would be worth up to $1,000 a semester to them to help defray those costs. And then one other benefit I'll throw out there is that NOVA was delighted and honored to receive a grant to help students pay for childcare expenses. So there really is not a financial reason for students not to be able to start at NOVA or at UDCCC or any community college. We are here waiting for you. Okay, here now is Tom in Washington, D.C. Tom, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi, all. Uh, I'm an educator. I've worked in Virginia. I've worked in D.C. I currently work in D.C. And the one thing that I know when I worked in Virginia is that NOVA was a very great option for, for students, and they would verbalize that, and they would tell us about it, and they would tell us about it, their plans. And I've worked with students with special needs and at-risk students to very traditional students. And when I work in the district, no one speaks about UDDC. Um, no one even knows about the options. And I work, you know, and I feel like there's no marketing or there's no information about the programs in UDDC. So where's the outreach to students in the district, where's the outreach to local community members like NOVA has given examples of today uh, that UDC is doing? Because even within the district, it seems like it kept like a secret in some way. So that's well, kind of my question and comment. Frankly, it wasn't a secret to me, but Dr. Hamilton can tell you the kind of outreach they're doing. Yes. So we often hear that UDC is the well-best secret. Uh, we often used to chuckle about that, but we are really doing everything that we can to get our name into the community so that people know where we are, who we are and what we do. We, are gonna, we, we, we have been discussing launching a more uh, widespread campaign across the city that really highlights our course offerings, our course, course offerings, offerings, program offerings. But we pretty much are... are working to make sure that everyone gets to know more about UDC and UDCCC. Dr. Kress, can you tell us more about the Reemploying Virginians program? How would a resident apply? 
Sure. So again, if uh, anyone's listening, they can just email that novarev at nvcc.edu address. The program is open for individuals who are currently either unemployed and receiving unemployment insurance or um, unemployment benefits, or individuals who lost a full-time job and are now employed in a part-time job making no more than $15 an hour. And these are programs that are short-term they're workforce-directed programs that are linking individuals to in-demand careers in information technology, early childhood education, criminal justice, um, and healthcare. They are both credit and non-credit programs, and students will who participate in the program will be able to get tuition cost um, scholarships. In addition to that, they would obviously qualify for the federal emergency aid grant so they could get some of that assistance. In some cases, they would qualify for other kinds of financial aid if they were in credit programs. And then last, I also want to mention that in Virginia, there is a newer foundation, Virginia Ready, VA Ready, you can search for it, that will give individuals um, essentially $1,000 upon completion of a career program. So again, the financial matter should not stand in the way of students or individuals who wish to become students seeking out that opportunity. Here is Tim in Washington, D.C. Tim, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Yes. Uh, yes I wanted to know that I go to a school that they represent NOVA and UDC. Do they have any uh, master's degree programs uh, for residents of those particular states? Okay, we're talking. We're talking with UDCCC, so they wouldn't offer master's programs. But does UDC offers graduate programs, Dr. Hamilton? Yes, it does. We are okay. very proud of our graduate programs. We have graduate programs in social work, education, mm-hmm. special education, business administration, engineering. Uh, we even have uh, a PhD programs in urban sustainability, and one is in engineering. And we also have okay. a law school. Okay, cool. Uh, we only have about a minute left, Dr. Kress, but Nova Community College has been in the news around the return of a well-known professor, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden. What can you tell us about her as a colleague and professor, and what will she be teaching? Sure. Well, obviously, Dr. Biden's role at NOVA is um, completely separate from her role as First Lady. Dr. Biden has taught at NOVA for a number of years and teaches English and um, has a wonderful reputation amongst our students. Oh, great. So you'll be happy to welcome back. Um, I'm afraid we're just about out of time, except for time for me to say thank you, Dr. Ann Kress, president of the Northern Virginia Community College known as NOVA. Dr. Kress, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Dr. Marilyn Hamilton is the Dean of Academic Affairs at the University of the District of Columbia Community College, also known as UDCCC. Dr. Hamilton, thank you for joining us. And thank you for having me, Kojo. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, it's Kojo for Kids with Police Officer Anna Hester. I'm Kojo Nand. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to the Kojo Namdi Show. And if you're already a member of WAMU 88.5, thank you for your support. If not, it's easy to give online at WAMU.org. Just click the donate button and thanks.